What is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, September 6th, episode number 95. That's a lot of numbers, Carter. J.D. Beach! J.D. is 95. When I was racing, it was Matt Waite. Before that, another guy that was 95 was Scott Pearson, who was the Grand Marshal of Peoria TT. There was a couple people out there uh, throughout the weekend in Springfield that were, like, throwing out numbers. And I was like, what? And they were like, you guys do that at the start of every episode, don't you? I was like, oh, so, like, we started a thing. I like it. <laughs> yeah, we're starting a trend. It's catchy. Dude, I just got back about 10 hours ago from Springfield. Well, what, what took you so long? Did you walk? No, I had a little Dorian detour. That was uh, that hurricane that hit the Florida coast and made its way up, and it might even hit us in Williams Grove this weekend, knock on wood. I don't, I you think better stop talking like that. You better stop talking like <laughs> it's that. It's not right going now. anywhere near it, which is why I could joke about it. Um, no, okay. it, it definitely detoured me this week, but all in all, man, I'm, I'm still like on cloud nine from, from the Springfield doubleheader, man. I had a great time. Doubleheader. What are you talking about? It was a four day header for me. Yeah, that's right. It ended up being a, 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 even a day longer than we anticipated too, but, uh, we got both races in yeah. all three races in and some amateur racing as well. Right. Yeah. I got four races in. I'm glad we stuck around for Monday and got it in. I think that's what's neat about having a a holiday weekend is, is you always have that extra day just in case something happens on Sunday you can race them on Monday I know the crowd doesn't like it but uh, you know a lot of the crowd stuck around to see some great racing and I think it was well worth sticking around for it was awesome on Monday all right well I want to try to still get this out today because you know we're doing one every week so we might just uh, not have an interview this week but we have a ton to talk about still so let's let's do a little recap of the Springfield look ahead to uh, Williams Grove and then we'll call it a day since you're already there in Williams Grove right yeah I'm already here I'm getting ready to go into our production meeting so I'm getting ready to head to the track right now and check it out I haven't been there yet so I uh, just checked into my hotel and uh, give you a, give you a call and let's let's take care of business. Well, let's talk through uh, what the Springfield weekend that was. You're going to have to give the, give the people what they want on their short track end because I was them stuck in Dallas for nine hours uh, Friday night, so I missed every single part of the short track. I'm a little bummed about that. You know, the short track was different, and it changed throughout the night, but uh, Dalton Gautier, man, that kid's flying right now. He's on cloud nine, and he was really fast all day. He ends up with the win. Chad Coast led the first 11 laps but faded back to the four spot. But how about this rookie? Dallas Daniels going back-to-back podiums. He won at Peoria, and then the next race for him is the uh, you know the Springfield Short Track, and he's that was the first place he ever raced a motorcycle was right there. So it was pretty cool for him to get on the podium. Yeah, I mean, luckily, thanks to Fans Choice, I was able to watch while I was sitting on the plane. And uh, Dallas looks strong all day, man. He got back-to-back podiums, finishes third. You know, Mr. Consistency Dan Bromley finishes uh, with a solid second. That's going to keep him in contention for back-to-back singles titles. Um, and Dalton, uh, he takes him the win. That was tied before that race, right? He broke the tie, and now he's in the lead for the points. That is correct. It's just it's a very slight margin, uh, but you know there's, they're coming down to the last three races, and I like when the when the championship comes all the way down to that last race. So that's what's brewing right now for the singles class. Um, I can't wait to, to see these last three rounds in that singles class, especially. Brandon Kitchen with his best finish, uh, the best finish of his career, another rookie, finishes sixth, which is awesome. Ferran Carduce and Oliver Brindley, solid top 10 finishes. So uh, good to see them running well in Springfield. One of the riders I thought was going to do well there actually struggled, and that's Shana Texter. 
she used a provisional start and just could not get things rolling in the main event. So she settled for, you know, last place, 17th place. So uh, she'll look to rebound here this weekend. We move into Pennsylvania. On to Saturday. Let's talk about that day. Uh, it was a uh, production twins and twins day as they both ran on the mile. Man, the first thing that I got to say is Harley Davidson was in the mix and looking good. They look good. Uh, you know, first three quarters part of the day as the track dried out, it looked like they lost kind of, they lost handle with the racetrack. Maybe weren't getting the tires down to the ground, weren't getting the traction, but they were looking good in the production twins and in the uh, premier class, the AFT twins class. So, you know, Harley's been doing their homework and they're starting to show. I mean, we've seen the XG take a win now um, at Sacramento with Dalton Gautier and Sammy and Vandekoy running up front, you know, most of the day here on Saturday. And I know those riders are stoked. I know, the, you know, the teams and everybody that works on those bikes are stoked to see them uh, running, running well at a Springfield mob. But I'll tell you, the coolest thing was to be in the grandstands and listen to that crowd erupt when uh, when a Harley would cross that finish line first. That was really cool. Yeah, it was it was about the same way. Whenever Carver, you know, when he got to the lead, you know, he's in Illinois, so the crowd gets behind him. Yep. You actually came up and sat right behind me, so you could hear the crowd. And, yeah. and I often wonder if the riders can hear the crowds, but, you know, those bikes are so loud, and you're right there with a bunch of riders, usually on a mile. So specifically, you know, hear the crowd until after, you know, you shut the throttle off. But, yeah, they definitely were cheering for the Harley riders, and they were definitely cheering on Carver, that's for sure. Dalton goes back-to-back with his win on Friday with the short track and then wins at the uh, – at the mile on Saturday on the production twins class. Uh, and he was looking after Saturday to sweep the weekend. So, uh, and, and, and that was a, that was a solid finish by Dalton and another win for Harley Davidson. Absolutely. And his lap times were very fast. Uh, they were probably faster on Monday early on, but uh, his lap times were comparable to some of the guys in the premier class, the AFC twins class. So that, Dalton, he's definitely proven himself. And I think he's auditioning for a ride maybe for next year. Carlisle finishes second. Uh, Coast with a third-place finish there in the Production Twins class. Um, that Production Twins racing was uh, pretty damn entertaining on Saturday. Let's talk about some twins. Absolutely. I, I want to talk about Briar. Uh, he had to use a provisional. That bike went up in smoke. You know, a big smoke puff came out the back pipe, and I, I guess it actually started fire when it went past us into turn number one and two. Uh, so he used a provisional start card, started the back of the pack, and had to work his way towards the front. I think he was all the way up to the sixth position on lap one. Got a little bit further forward, then faded back a little ways. And then next thing I know, at the blink of an eye, with one or two laps to go, he, he worked his way through that pack as, uh, you know, he worked his way up to a third spot. But Jared Meese and Jeffrey Carver, they checked out, and they said, we'll see you guys on the podium. Yeah, man, it was the Meese and Carver show pretty much the entire race. As you mentioned, I uh, was walking around the grandstands. I was actually in the grandstands for that main event. Uh, ran into Evan Sen with uh, Fast and Left, the film, and Michael Lawless recommended. He's like, if you get over there to go watch it, go to the front in the middle right by the start-finish. That was an amazing place to watch that race, I'll tell you. Absolutely. I heard there was a phone call made before the main event about those two front runners. I'm not sure who called who, but it looked like they worked together, and that was their strategy, and they checked out. I think uh, me said on the podium that he backed off about halfway through and let Carver go by, and then he followed Carver for maybe a lap or two, and then he went right back to the front. So Jared Meese leads 20 laps. Jeffrey Carver leads five laps. But Meese taking the win. Carver second. Briar Bauman, using that provisional start, worked his way all the way up to third. And I, I got to give a shout-out to Bronson Bauman, a fourth-place finish. So he was right there in the mix as well. Solid day of racing at the Springfield Mile. Uh, and, you know, this was only part one. There was a whole other day of racing. Uh, we were aiming to get it in on Sunday, but that didn't work out, did it? No, that sure didn't. You know, you, you stayed with me at 3 o'clock in the morning. I sat straight up. It sounded like, you know, 
lightning and thunderstorm was right outside our window. You were sitting over there. You were laying over there snoozing away. You didn't even wake up at all, but I, I got to listen to the rainstorm. We wake up on Sunday morning. There was over five inches of rain at the racetrack, so uh, they called it pretty early, which I thought that was commendable. That gives these, these riders, our fans, plenty of time to make changes to their plans, changes to their, you know, their airlines and all that fun stuff that they have to do. They gave us a day off, and we went and checked out Springfield. Yeah, man, we had a good day. It started with, actually, you said, I didn't even wake up because of the storm, but I did wake up when you cracked that Dr. Pepper. For those of you who have not seen it, go check out the video. It's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> but, no, we started our day at uh, the legendary Boone Saloon, man. We, who, you, you can't go to Springfield and not go to Boone Saloon. Grabbed an awesome breakfast I, there. That was awesome. I go there every time I'm in town. Uh, you know, Steve Luparel and George, they own they own the Boone Saloon. I just I go there just because, for one, it's great food. For two, they love racing. And I support people that support racing. So that's why I go there every time I'm there. And it just worked out. We got to go there on Sunday. And uh, right around lunchtime, you had breakfast. I had a good lunch. And then, then we went just right down the road. We went to Abe Lincoln's house. And you know what, Carter? I've been going there for I don't even know how long. since the Probably since the 80s or maybe early 90s. And I've never check that out and it was pretty cool to go see that's crazy we ran into brian smith there he said he'd never he'd been going just probably as long as you have and he'd never been himself so uh, uh you know it's cool to kind of get the day to go enjoy springfield see what's around there the abe lincoln thing was cool was, you know get a little history see what's uh where one of our former presidents lived and then we went and checked out the barbecue uh stevie smith invited us to there in the, in the parking lot that was pretty awesome yeah stevie smith sent out the invite but it was her whole family it was there a lot of people that we've talked to on our podcast was there. Ricky Howerton was there, and you know, uh, a lot of people that help out that that whole team. Several other riders were there, and we got to you know tell some racing stories. Uh, Evan Sin, who's from the Fast and Left film, he actually came came over and hung out with us for a while too. So it's always good to catch up with those folks and do a little bench racing. But uh, man, that that was really fun. And then what we do? Uh, tell, tell, tell everybody what we did. Uh, so we left. Wait, we we left the. Uh... We left the barbecue and we went uh, checked out the racetrack to see what it looked like, uh, it, and we saw. I mean, it was pretty wet. Um, I went and saw outside of turn three, got a few shots from there, uh, and then we went and uh, slapped a few stickers on a few uh, cars in the campground, didn't we? Well, absolutely. That van, I think, had everybody's sticker on it, but ours. So we put the officer sticker on the door, and we uh, we had to take care of it. And I heard they were tickled to death to have an officer sticker on there. Yeah, dude. I met the guy after uh, later that evening. He was uh, hanging out. There there and he was just like that's awesome he loved it so uh and his like his good friend is actually a, a listens to the show I, I can't remember his name right now but uh we sent him a video the video of you slapping that sticker on and he was kind of that's scotty he knew it so uh it's kind of cool man it's and that was that was awesome all weekend right to have people like you probably get it every weekend you're out there i love the podcast but i was actually out there and once people like started talking about it talked about how much they loved it that was just really cool to hear all throughout the weekend too so um yeah man we we, we tried to have fun with our day off and i think we accomplished that for sure absolutely did you hand out any stickers while you're there i handed about 10 stickers out it was funny like every time right somebody on. would it would come up with the stickers i didn't have my bag with my stickers i failed miserably well, that's, at that. that's that's your fault that's I your totally fault did. you told everybody on the podcast you're always gonna have stickers so I did well <laughs> uh that's a little that's a that's a big letdown right there Carl. i had stickers more than i didn't have stickers it just happened to be okay when i was asked right. i didn't have the stickers okay yeah keep Anyways. them on keep put something in your pocket it. that's I what know. you have to do at all times um at all times so then we finally got to racing on monday right labor day well, it's race day. You know, we, we have to race. It was Like I said, it was good that we had the day off. And 
the track, it took a lot longer to get ready than they anticipated. We're supposed to be on the racetrack right at 12, and they were still working on the track and working on the track. And, and part of the reason is there's a little bit of an angle to the track, so the calcium chloride washed down in certain spots into different areas. So yeah. where the calcium chloride was, that left for wet spots. Where it wasn't, it left for dry spots. So they're having trouble evening out the surface. So that's why the riders were searching for faster ways around the racetrack. It did take longer than expected. And they stopped a couple times during the program to make sure the track was good. And I think it was well worth it because it was one of the best Springfield miles I've been to in a long, long time. Probably the tightest, biggest group of break breakaway riders that I've ever got to announce. So it was definitely worth it to stick around and ra run that race on Monday. Dude, the whole day was pretty badass. Uh, the racing was awesome throughout the entire day. The main events were unreal. Uh, Harley, again, looking good. And, and were the bikes to beat in the production twins with the 71 and the 122 running up front, um, looking looking solid most of the day. Yeah, they were they were both flying, and, and you know Gautier was going really fast, and that bike let go, went up in smoke. They actually replaced the motor. He used a provisional start card, just like we've seen Briar do the day before, and came from the back, and he was in the lead about with a lap and a half into the race. A lap and a half in, or a lap and a half to go. A lap and a half into the race, he was already in the lead, but uh. with a lap and a half to go, leading the main event down the back straightaway, the bike let go again. So it just wasn't meant to be for the for the 122 on Monday, you know. But he already won Friday night and Saturday, so I mean, two out of three wins isn't bad. Absolutely, and Colby Carlisle scoring his first production twins win. Colby Carlisle led the first lap and the important lap, the last one. So he bookended that main event. So he goes back to back on the podiums in the production twins class. And of course, right there, that, that second day on Monday, he wins it. James Rosoli was second, and Cody Johncox was third. So career best finishes in the production twins class for all three of those riders. Super cool to see that. Um, super cool to see John Cox on the podium. Uh, Rispoli scoring another one for Harley-Davidson. And then, uh, you know, on top of that, to have this twins main event. This is a special one for me, not just because of the badass racing, but I actually watched about 80 to 90% of it in turn one. It was the first time I ever saw the turn one. You said all weekend I needed to go, and I said I'm going to save it for the Twins main event, and I spent the entire race just about in that turn one. It was awesome. Yeah, I talked to Scott Hunter on my plane ride here from, from Charlotte to get here today into Pennsylvania, and he told me he was down there turn number one with you, and he said the <laughs> The look on your face was priceless. <laughs> he said it was awesome. Dude. So I'm glad you got to do that. I mean, usually you're, when you go to the races, usually in a truck, you know, telling other people what to do. But I just want to make sure you got to go see turn one. When they're coming at you at 130, 135 miles an hour, and that big pack of riders, it, you had to have felt every second of it. It's insane, dude. I have uh, I have the video of it in 360, so I'm going to post that at some point so everybody can see. It's crazy, and you'll be able to see my face as I see it for the first time. I wanted to capture that moment for sure. Uh, and you'll feel like you're there. It's great. Uh, no, it's, it's it's unreal. I can't. Dude, I, I was just ear-to-ear -ear grin for, like, the first hour after I walked away. It was, it was unreal. Uh, but, dude, let's talk about this main event because it was one for the ages for sure. Six different leaders, tons of passing. Uh, like, th there was a, t uh, what, a pack of nine that just broke away and were just, like, neck and neck the entire entire race, all 25 laps. Yeah, and Breyer said it's probably the most intense mile race he's ever been on. He said there's bumping, there's banging, there's rubbing, there's racing. Which which you don't see on a mile. mile yeah. he's ever been on. That's what you typically do on a short track, yeah. but it's on a mile. You know, six leaders, like you said, Meese end up leading 12. And I want to mention one more thing about Meese. We've been talking back to back about this whole episode. Meese, just like Briar did the day before, uses the provisional, starts at the back of the pack, 
and was flying. He got up there and uh, he won the thing somehow by .083 seconds. Breyer was second. Bronson was third. So the factory Indians won two and three Man. Uh, there on Monday. Looking good, dude. And uh, Bronson, dude. Bronson, who, I mean, we, we even said kind of like, we talked about it last week. He could be a contender. But he's showing he, he could even compete on these miles, which you he hasn't been in the mix for. And the rest of the, what, two of the last three races are on miles. So it's cool to see him running well in Indian sweeping this podium here. This is our first podium sweep of the year right for indian yes sir it sure was so we'll we'll see how that carries into this weekend because last year when we we're at williams grove it was the indian sweep and we'll talk about williams grove here in just a second but yeah it's the first indian sweep of the podium for the 2019 season before we move on to williams grove did i gotta mention uh first of all huge shout out to jesse janish for grabbing me some beaver nuggets from uh from my favorite place in the whole wide world bucky's gas station in texas i finally i don't know if you played along and saw the videos but i finally found them they were the most delicious things. I actually have half of a bag left. I didn't eat them all yet. Um, and dude, I met Mas. I met Masa. That was awesome. At the end of the end of the day, you introduced me to who he was in the pits. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, that's right. He actually raced the amateur race on Thursday night. Comes over from Japan. Brought me a couple of magazines. Uh, usually Tim and Shogo, uh, but this time it was just Masa that came over. And uh, it was cool that you got to meet him. He always stops by and says hi to me. So I'm glad you got to meet him there in the pits after the races. Good stuff, man. Another solid uh, Springfield weekend. Double header, triple header, quadruple header, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was one hell of a weekend. That's what I'm going to call it. And uh, let's move on to Williams Grove and talk a little bit about that. I know you probably, what, you have to head to the, the meeting here in like half an hour. So uh, half mile in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. I've seen it twice. You've seen it multiple times. They used to race there back in the day, right? They only raced there once before this. That was back in 94. I think that's the only time they had a national before. They raced like... Um, hot shoe nationals and stuff like that so th i've only been here the last two years in a row but back in 1994 larry pegram won the race what? that was 25 years ago so larry pegram who's racing again this weekend he won here in 94 jared meese won in 2017 he's from pennsylvania briar bauman won here last year he lives in pennsylvania right now he's originally obviously from california in the singles class stallings won in 2017 and tanner dean uh, who we haven't got to talk to yet or talk about yet. We will before we wrap things up here. But he won last year. He will not be here this year. And uh, we'll, we'll cover more on that in a little bit. But in the singles class, I think the woman to beat is Shana Texter. She's from Pennsylvania. Her grandfather used to race spring cars at this racetrack. I think she's going to be really fast, especially after finishing 17th at the short track last weekend. I look for Shana to do really well. Morgan Mischler also went really well here last year. He finished third. And Max Well was fourth. Colby Carlisle was fifth. So Colby's not going to be in this one. Uh, Romley was way back in seventh last year. But I think he was focusing on winning the championship and not really pushing the envelope. But I think Bromley is going to be up there on the podium. He has been almost every race. And he's got to capitalize. And uh, he's got to finish ahead of Dalton Gauthier. And Dalton is from Pennsylvania as well. So maybe a Pennsylvania podium, especially in the singles class. It always seems like this one's kind of for pride because like half the damn field's from Pennsylvania and they want to win in their hometown. So, um, and that'll go probably, you'll probably see that through every single class, the singles production twins and twins. I mean, there's, there's enough riders from Pennsylvania where it could be a, a, a Pennsylvania podium, which would be pretty damn cool. Let's talk about production twins right now. Your points leader is Corey Texter with 148. So he's 23 points ahead of Colby Carlisle. Carlisle's got the momentum. He's got a third, a second, and first coming into this one. Whereas Corey Texter started off the season strong. He's uh, got fourth at the last race at Springfield. So he's going to try to bring that momentum in here. Just like I said, Shayna, you know, she's got every reason to win. So does Corey. So we'll see if Corey can get his Yamaha back to the front. 
Varnes is from Pennsylvania. He'll be tough. Dalton Gauthier, uh, I think there's only three riders riding double duty. So Gauthier could win two classes in one day. J.R. Addison, I'm not sure if he's coming out here. I think he would be out here because he's from Ohio. And then Rispoli sitting fifth. Chad Costa sixth in the points. So I think any of those top six will be on the podium. I think we could very well have a, another Pennsylvania podium in the production twins. <laughs> Wouldn't it just be bizarre if Pennsylvania podiums throughout all three classes? It could happen. It'd be very tough, especially in the, the AFT Twins class. I, I think it could happen very very easily in the singles yeah. and the production Twins. But I think when we get into the AFT Twins, unless we go with Breyer living in Pennsylvania, if that counts, because I think he'll be on the podium. Meese, obviously, uh, is from Pennsylvania. He's listed as Sebastian, Florida, but he, he'll he be on the podium as well. I think you know Meese has the momentum. He's won six races this year. And he's just on fire. He has to keep finishing in front of Briar if he wants to win the championship. And I think it's going to be between those two guys battling for the win. And don't count out Bronson. Bronson charged from about fifth or sixth last year, ended up with a second-place finish. Uh, that was his career best. Obviously, he got a win earlier this year. But I think I think Bronson's going to be up there. I think Briar's going to be fast. Uh, obviously, we know Jared Meese is going to be fast at this round. So I think it's going to be between those three, uh, maybe some wild cards. Maybe Brandon Robinson. He's from Pennsylvania, yeah. so he might be up there in the mix. And I don't know. Maybe the Harley Davidson's carried them in they got at, you know, at, at Springfield, and they carried into the half mile. We'll just have to see how the track does. If if they can hook up, maybe they might make make their way towards the front. I, I'm kind of partial to watching this half mile racing, man. I, I tend to love that more than anything else. I don't know why. I've just been drawn to those this year, this year and in years past. I love, I love watching that half mile racing. So looking forward to this one. It's it's the last one of the season, and then we'll have two more miles. I mentioned Tanner Dean just a minute ago. He and Jeremy Higgins were involved in a wreck on the back straightaway. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with both of them. Tanner Dean, I uh, heard he's going to have some wrist surgery, possibly some hand surgery, and uh, Jeremy Higgins. He, he's got a long road to recovery. The the guy who designed our logo, who makes our stickers for us, Brent Riley and Access Media, he's made some stickers. They're going to sell those this weekend, start raising money to help out Jeremy Higgins and, and his family. And, and we just you know hope he gets well soon. Awesome. Yeah, I reached out to Jen Lewis. I bought a couple, uh, and she's going to give those to you. And when you see people, you can just hand them out. How about that? That sounds great, man. That's that's so cool. Uh, yeah, we got to support our racers, you know, and uh, hopefully – his road recovery is short and hopefully we'll see him back at the track soon. All right, man. Well, I know what you got like five minutes to, to get to this meeting. Uh, Before I leave, how about some flat track facts? Oh gosh. I almost left without a flat track fact. Hit us, Dubler. You can't do that. You can't do that. So this is, I'm going to have to go with me since he won back to back last weekend at Springfield. Meese has won six times this season. Now he has 14 mile wins. So he's tied with Jay Springsteen for six on the all time win list for miles. He also has 27 half-mile wins, so he's second all-time on that list. Man, Meese just keeps adding to his career totals, and he will be our Flat Track Fact of the Week. Uh, you know that he's uh, he's going to love that, being the subject of the Flat Track Fact. I hope so. I hope he listens. I also hope that uh, Kenny Tolbert wasn't lying to us when he said he was actually going to come on and do the show. Well, we keep calling him week after week and we know he had a short week this week we know he had to rebuild three motorcycles when we went to the pit area afterwards and talked to him yep two of them were already torn in pieces the one that meese won on i'm pretty sure they'll go ahead and take that and give it a once over before they send it out on the racetrack again so we didn't call him this week but we gave him just a break but we're gonna start calling case over again next week because they have next weekend off so we appreciate everybody who uh gives us a like gives us a follow smash that like button tell all your friends 
we appreciate handing out our stickers. We know you guys are listening. I, I, I got a couple of Dr. Peppers at the short track because everybody's so close. They can just walk by and hand me Dr. Pepper. So I love our listeners. I love all of our fans. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right, man. Enjoy the weekend. I'll see you, uh, or I'll talk to you. Uh, I'm actually going to be in, in Oklahoma, so I'll see you before too long, man. And uh, goodbye. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> Carter, keep it on four wheels. Everybody else, keep it on two. We'll talk to you next Friday. Peace. Special shout out going to Jim and Pat Evans, who are officially our first sponsors, Jim and Pat Evans. Thanks a lot. Jim and Pat, we love you. What's today, September 6th? Yeah, today's September 6th. Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this?